Greetings and welcome to the latest episode of the First Day Pod. Join my co-host Leanne Hello and myself, Michael Govier, for a brand new episode. It's been a few weeks since we've been on the air, and we do apologize for that absence. But we're back, and we're ready to talk about life as it happens. It's just an open chat with me and my girlfriend, Leanne Hulo. She's a wonderful woman who knows a lot about opening up and expressing the challenges, the excitement, the curiosity, the commitment to betterment. There's so much that me and Leanne share in common, but we also see things in a lot of different ways. And that's why we think the show provides something useful. We want to share our experiences so that you can take something from them. And in return, you'll share something with us and we can learn it from you. So sit back and relax or take out your notepad and get ready to furiously write down some notes on the latest edition of The First Day Pod. Hi, Michael Govier. Welcome to the First Day Podcast. Television show? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta speak loudly now. We're sharing a microphone, Leanne. Hi. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was obnoxious. You just have to project from where you are. You don't have to lean in. Oh. This is all stuff you guys don't need to know about, but welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, we hadn't done a show in a few weeks, and that's totally not cool. No. And we apologize for that. But here we are. It's us together, and we've changed the format only in the fact that we want to try to do the show together as opposed to being apart. It's just easier for us, and we spend the weekends together anyways, so we figured why not. So now we'll be doing the show around the weekends. Most weekends. We don't Most always weekends. spend the weekends together. We don't? We didn't last weekend. Oh, well, either way, uh, first day podcast at gmail, wait, no, first day pod at gmail.com. And she's Leanne, I'm Michael, and you know, the show's about learning from life. We've had a lot of guests on over the last year or two. They've shared their experiences with us about, uh, you know, trying to quit smoking or, you know, food binging, addiction to foods and sugars. Um, it's a show that we think has a purpose, but we don't want to try to tell you what to do either. We're not any wiser than anybody else, are we? No, no. But I think that it's a really nice place just for everybody to share because you'll get something. I know that I get something from every episode. Even if it's just one little piece, it was worth the chat. Was it? For me. Yay! That's the whole point. Let's learn from each other. So share your experiences. You can drop your comments in the live chat if you have something to say. We'd love to post it and discuss it freely. And we also have a book club on Monday nights. What's that about? So we meet um, from 8 to 9 Eastern time every week, and we go around and talk about certain chapters from the book. Right now we're doing Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. It's by Dr. David Hawkins. Um, I'll tell you, I was not looking forward to this book. It's like 300 pages, and it's I thought it was going to be really heavy, um, but it's actually really, really good. Um, I'm recommending it. I've already recommended it to many of my friends. Wow. Um, so if you guys want to, we're at the very beginning of it, um, and we're going to be taking it slow. We're going to be doing only like 25, 30 pages a week. Um, that way we can really not only discuss it every week, but we can implement the things that we're learning inside of there and kind of dive deeper into our own kind of being and what we need to let go of. What do we need to let go of? 
That's individual. Everybody's got stuff that they can let go of. What do you need to let go of? Um, I need to let go of, I never thought that I needed, I never thought that I really cared what people think, but I still have a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that I need to really start working on. Um, and kind of living for myself. Um, because I, as much as I feel like I do it, then I realize that I spread myself thin trying to do for others and which is good, but sometimes to the detriment of, of my own health. So, um, I need to start working on that. How about you? Well, I am as content as could be. I got no issues. Wonderful. All right, so now we're going to start lying on the show, apparently. <laughs> what? Come on, that's not cool. I don't tell no lies. <laughs> you know, uh, it's been a trying time. You know, I've got a family member that's been ill, and you know, we all understand that. It's not like, uh, look at me. Why? Why? Oh, look, Carol's here. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. You know Carol? No. I don't know Carol. Oh, I don't know Carol either. Welcome to the show, Welcome. Carol. All right. It's good to have you here. Uh, but yeah, I've had a loved one that's been in the hospital and dealing with illness, and it's really, really taxing. And I'm not saying, woe is me. I just don't know how to handle it. And it's not about me, but I have to... I can ignore it all, but it, I'm not going to ignore someone I care about. If you have a family member or someone that you love... However you connect with them in life, it's important that you make sure that you try to support them. But how do you support someone? How do you support somebody if you don't know how to help them? Have you ever had that struggle? Because sometimes it's easier with physical illnesses. With mental illness, it can become a lot more challenging. And that's kind of what I'm dealing with, with someone I care about and... And I really hope that there'll be a positive result, but it's not going to be a positive result because it's just going to be a continuous process. No matter how much I want it to be better or I want things to go well or I want nothing but the best for this person, it doesn't, my intentions are great. You know, I want to be supportive, but it doesn't mean that I can actually make or affect any change because Sometimes mental illness is forever. You know, it's not, there are pills and medicines that you can take, but they don't always have a solution. It's a continuum of, I don't know, like if you're on a continuum, you know, which is usually like a circle and there's all different types of markers of uh, symptoms and behaviors and emotions. It just depends where you are on that continuum on a particular day. And one, we think when we have a conversation with someone, if I talk to Leanne and I tell her things, I would expect her to remember them, and then I could call back on those later on. If I said, hey, Leanne, so, yeah, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, going to law school, and uh, this is how I want to approach that, A, B, and C, and she'll be like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then I'll, I'll come back to her a couple weeks later. I'm like, you know, so remember that law school thing I was telling you about? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then we would talk about it again. But you know, with what's going on in this situation, it's like conversations we had just recently never happened. And that's really challenging. It's difficult to find a, um, 
meaning in because there is no meaning in it and you're just feeling like you're spinning your wheels. So if you've ever been trying to support someone, have you ever been, is that how you say that? Yeah. If you've ever had to try to support someone and you just felt like you weren't having an impact, you know, I understand. I can feel your, uh, I can feel your exhaustion and frustration on that one. It's, Again, it's not so much about me. It's just I don't seem to have any type of impact on this person that I care about a lot. And that sucks. And we all want to try to make things better. You know, I'm an empathetic person. So is Leanne. She cares very much about life and people. She cares too much, really. That's actually one of her faults. She, she cares too much. No, I don't think it's a fault. Oh, it's a terrible fault. It's an <laughs> awful shortcoming. Good God, you poor woman. I'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> but the fr- I think the the real frustration point is, yes, everything that you were saying, but it's also if somebody comes in and they have a broken arm, then it's frustrating because it's like, oh, my gosh, we have another – six to 12 weeks or whatever it is. And like, this is going to be a long process. And then like, even if the like 12 weeks is up and then you still need a little bit of rehab, then it's like, oh gosh, we thought it was going to be done. And now there's still more, but there's always like things that can be done to improve. And you can see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel with the majority of health issues. And when it comes to mental health, we're so far from understanding how our brain works like and not us like mike and i or us that are on this podcast listening or are participating doctors and scientists and there's so much in the brain that is just like we think we know and then it's like there's nuances that end up manifesting in people's lives that we just can't figure out and so that's really i think the frustrating part for me anyway because i just want i'm a find the answer, find the plan, let's go with the plan and get to the destination. Let's get to fix. How do we fix? How do we do? And there's not an answer like that with this. And I keep going back to it where it's like, well, what if we just try this? Like, this is what it should happen. And then like Mike explained, even if we set those in place with the person that's going through it, if he can't remember to go back to do those or, or follow through those, it, it's just not going to happen. And so it's just mental health is really, it sounds like right now people talk about it all the time. Like I got to take care of my mental health and I got to have self-care and I've got to have all this. And my answer is always like, yeah, take care of yourself. And there's so many things that we can do, but when it's real mental health issues, there's so much that goes into it. And, um, and the thing that I have found is that it's really unfortunate because if you say that somebody is somebody in my, let's say I were to say somebody in my family is sick immediately, you say, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, how are they doing? Whatever. As soon as you say it's a mental health issue, it's like, people don't want to talk about it. You tell them that they have cancer. You have a conversation about the people that though they had that had cancer, or you say that somebody has COVID or you say something has anything. People will keep having that conversation. And as soon as it's mental health, it's like, oh, okay. And they won't oh! talk. Yeah. And they won't have the conversation. And that needs to change. That really, really needs to change. And I think that's part of what we're hoping with this podcast um even if every day doesn't like every episode doesn't 
focus directly on mental health, any of the issues that we talk about ends up impacting our mental health. And anything that we do in our life ends up impacting our mental health, our jobs, our families, our everything. And I think that conversation needs to continue to be had and um, we need to be less uncomfortable or be just more comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh. I don't know. It's just more comfortable being uncomfortable. What a great tagline, honey. Yeah. How'd you do that? I don't know. Because when how'd you, you do it? When you say don't be uncomfortable, we're gonna be uncomfortable. Cause it's 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 uncomfortable because we've all been taught not to like dive into people's personal lives. And that's that's their and when you talk about like health, thirty years ago people weren't talking about cancer the way that they do now. Um if you had cancer, it was kind of like hush-hush in the families and nobody wanted to talk about it. Um, alcoholism, hush-hush in the families, nobody wanted to talk about it. Um, but now that people are having, and it, it took a lot to have those conversations, but now we can have those conversations and it's, it's more comfortable. So that's what we need to do. Carol says, each moment in life is a blessing, a treasure. Enjoy it for what it is. Amen, Carol. Amen. How did you find us, Carol? I'd be really curious. I'm so glad that you're here. Hi, Carol. This is my favorite part is when we have people in the comments and they're sharing the show with us. Why do you like that? Because it that's why we do the show. We don't do the show for us just to t talk. It's Yeah, we do. We're egomaniacs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, yeah, we're egocentrist. That's what we do here. It's all about me yeah. and you're second to me, of course. <laughs> and I'm second to her in her world. That's Isn't true. that funny? Yeah. Uh, Carol, by the way, I mean, I love having a positive attitude. I'm all for it, but you know, sometimes it's just not that easy. Sometimes there's not treasures given to us and that's okay. It's okay to accept that and look at that too and be like, you know what? Okay. I mean, cause I, I'm all about being grateful for existence and being alive and everything that I get to do in this life for the most part is a benefit. And I'm grateful for that. I really am. I mean, I've, I know the cost of life, and when it goes away, it sucks. So you want to really cherish what you have before you. you know, uh, she says, "Did you, you did you have a show with Tracy?" Yes, hey, Tracy, Tracy Rogers. We had a great uh, show with Tracy Rogers. And you know what? I think I because I remembered your name, so you were in the comments during that show. Well, thank you for coming back. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, ever since we did the show with Tracy, we haven't done many shows. So yeah. Yeah, it's been a shame. It's We're sorry a... about that. Yeah. We're sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, you I'm know, sorry. life happens, too, at the same time, and uh, we make excuses, but we also have things going on, too, and maybe our plates are too full, and we got we to gotta downsize. Yeah. I don't That's know. That's not what she'll do, though. She'll just keep taking on stuff, so. <laughs> Isn't that right? That's usually how I go, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, she's a go-getter. She wants to do everything. And I have a very, very strong curiosity about life. I want to try everything, too. I want to meet every person in the world, but that's probably not going to happen. No. So I need to accept that. And I don't want to put limits on anybody, but, you know, let's be realistic about what we can accomplish and how we can get it done and the manner we can get it done. Mm -hmm. So, And do we want to just rush through things to get things done? Or do we want to enjoy the experiences, too, slow it down. And if you have so much to do simultaneously... You might not be able to enjoy all the experiences. It's like, okay, this is great. Now I got to do this. Oh, now I got to do this. Oh, that one's cool. Okay. Yes. 
I'm not saying that's you. I'm just telling myself this and sharing it with you, the audience. Again, who can join us in the live chat just like Carol did. We have a few people watching right now. That's wonderful. Firstdaypod at gmail.com if you want to contact us about further inquiries. Uh, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, you know, we've kind of gotten away from calling this a mental health show because... Frankly, every celebrity has one of those shows and they've ruined it for everyone else. People are getting a little sick of it. People very much care about people and their loved ones and their mental health, but it's been exploited recently. And we are not mental health professionals. And Leanne yeah. is always very quick to point that out. Right? Yes, because I I mean, even, even once you... Get your master's done and you're working in the field. Um, Who, me? Yeah. I still don't, like, this isn't like a show me your arm and show me the cut and I can tell you what's wrong with you. It's so multifaceted. So in any hour, even with our, even with our guests, and we, that's what I love is when we have our guests on here, people say, oh, you must have done a lot of like prep work because you guys have really good conversations. So you're really comfortable. Our favorite shows is when we really don't know the person and we don't do a big interview before. We come here, so then it's just authentic and genuine and we get to know each other live on the show. But in that hour, you can never get to know all the nuances of what they've gone through, what they're going through, how they're feeling. So for us to be able to say something, give any kind of advice for it to be actually like, it can be taken as a friend is kind of suggesting things and like whatever, but I don't want it to be a health mental health podcast. Like you're coming for actual advice or treatment um, because we don't know. And, and just because, you know, Tracy's situation and you hear it and you feel like you can relate to it. What worked for her may not work for you. What? And, um, or what worked for her may work for you, which would be amazing. And that's what we're hoping. And there are people that come off of it. But I don't ever want it to feel like like we're giving any kind of treatment or advice. And um, you're going to be upset if, you, if it doesn't work. Because we were just talking to Josh, actually. And um, he was on the show. And um, one of the big things is that he was saying that he works through it all the time. That there's, even with him, he thinks he has, and he has said it on the show, he thinks he has, this is what works for him, but he knows this is what works for him right now. And then as he progresses, he may have to change it. And so you, that's what happens. So, that is what happens. Yeah. So that's why I don't want this to be a mental health podcast like you're coming for. It's just friends that are around a table just chatting or around a couch just chatting and we're just chatting I, I think you'll get a lot of information from it yeah we're just chatting here it's first day pod chat look <laughs> see it says it right there over there yeah back there it is right there look at that uh yeah so look i am studying uh to be a clinical mental health counselor mm -hmm. and i start my placement next month actually Coming up soon. Yay. It'll be out there in the field doing the actual work for the first time. So that'll be a new experience for me. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but it's still about experiences. Mm -hmm. It's about hearing other people's stories and be like, oh, wow, I can relate to that. And maybe I could apply some of A, B, and C to that. Or maybe you just find it fascinating. 
Maybe your life is really simple and boring, but, you know, real, real drama-free. You know, maybe that's the case. And you're curious how the other side lives. You can just come by and listen and watch, too. And don't forget, this is available in podcast form, which if you're listening to it right now, you would be hearing it in podcast form. But right now, for those of you that are live with us, you are seeing it and hearing it. This is us. This is us right here. We're real people. So, yeah, we want you to be clear on that. We don't think we're know-it-alls. We don't know much more than anyone else does. And uh, we try. I always try to expand my knowledge base. You know, yeah, you? Of course you do. She loves to learn. She's a very curious mind. That's one of the things I like about her the most. Aww. She's always curious about, oh, what's this? And what's that? You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very positive trait to have because it can open your mind to new experiences. And the, the way we have to get rid of our ego and being worried about being wrong. That's a big thing. Uh-oh. So, I'm never wrong. Or looking dumb. Like, I don't care. I just assume I'm always going to look silly when I ask the questions that I ask. And I'm okay with that. because what Not I, exactly. Sometimes I say, okay, this is going to sound dumb. Yeah, she says that a lot. I do say so. that a lot. But I still say it. Instead of what I... Like, what I've done in the past is I'm like, oh, that in my head, oh, this is going to sound dumb. And so then I don't say it. And then it's like, okay, that's progress. Oh, man. So now I can just like kind of like say that. But you know what's funny is that the majority of the times that I ask a question that seems silly, um, like in like an open forum kind of thing, there's somebody else that's like, oh, yeah, I had the same question. But everybody's, we're all afraid <laughs> to look silly. And I think it's just, I'm amazing. not afraid to look silly. No, you're not, are you? I'm really not. <laughs> And that's what I love most about you. Oh, see? Well, we have positive traits that we try to feed off one another. And sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. But in the end, we're just human beings like you guys. Unless you're a bot watching this. To all the bots watching the show, welcome. And we hope that you can gain human status at some point soon. We really do. Uh, what else? You know, uh, you know, recently we've been uh, trying to get our life track organized. And it's been really challenging for us because we're both... We're international people. You know, she's Canadian. Mm -hmm. I'm an American. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to spend our life together. We care about each other. We love each other very much. But the problem is, you know, there's a lot of red tape with all this stuff. And deciding where to live and how to get that done has been a, a frustrating process. It really has. And the good news is, though, it doesn't seem to take a toll on our relationship, as far as I know. No. But... It could be. Maybe it's secretly brewing. It could be resentments brewing. I have no idea. I don't know what's happening in there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably resentment, but it's okay. It'll just come out in like a huge, big blow up. So. Yay! Yeah. Boy, that'll be fun, won't it? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's, you know, we were talking about moving to Canada, and now we're talking about moving here, and maybe we'll go elsewhere. And no, we have a lot of options, which we're grateful. I think mean, it's awesome to have options. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to, we probably we don't have kids, and. Probably won't have children, and uh, that'll give it... What? Probably won't have children? Well, I didn't want to speak. I was just trying to be real pitter-patter on that one. Pitter-patter little feet. <laughs> I want her to walk softly on eggshells. No. We, there's, you, well, you're the woman. You should say it. So. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, because it's my body? Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, yes, I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, we will not be having children. Well, actually, so I wanted to talk about this because right now, 
If you're out there, oh gosh, you might be uh, feeling very nervous if you're a woman mm-hmm. in the United States. There, there's an impending decision that will probably reverse Roe versus Wade and will you know, outlaw abortion all over the country. And whether you're pro-choice or whatever, this is not about political infighting. We're not here to do that. Okay, what we are here to do is to understand first off how <laughs> egotistical and absurd it is for people in a government men in a government mostly men to be making decisions about women's bodies i got a big problem with that and i want you if you're out there right now if you're a younger woman maybe if you are pregnant or you've already had a kid and you maybe didn't have because it's so important to be able to have the foundation to support a child i don't take it lightly at all it's the most i always say it's the biggest responsibility anybody could ever undertake Mm -hmm. Even though it's pretty easy to do, and there's not a lot of limitations to having a child, it's still the ultimate responsibility. It's a human life mm-hmm. you're responsible for. And you have to be financially and kind of a social structure around to support a child. And I feel awful for people who've, you know, they've not had that. And they know the challenge and pain and frustration of being a mother, a single mother. Maybe there was a father who abandoned or maybe a father died too. Awful things like that where your established order was upset. And we just want you to know that we're we're very supportive of that. We feel for you right now. We want you to know that you should, if you want to vent about it or you feel really worried about the future because you want to make your own choices down the road if you're a young woman or you're even a woman in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, there's people having kids. Janet Jackson had a kid. She was like 52. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So who knows these days? Things are changing. So if you're still wanting to do it, but you want to do it right, and you feel that your choice is your own choice and nobody else's, then we support you. And we want you to know that you have an ally here, regardless of political affiliations. We're not here to do that crap. We're not here to do political infighting. You know? But this shouldn't be political. That's the only thing. This, this shouldn't be discussed. But like This shouldn't be on the docket for anything government. This is This is not a... Anyway, sorry. Um, well, do we have in Canada? Are am I? Are we allowed to have abortions in Canada? I don't know your laws. Why? Why don't you know everything? I I don't know everything. I admit that freely. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, because immediately when we were just having this conversation, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Well, I'm I'm guessing that we probably are able to have it. And so then, if we're able to have it, then maybe Americans can just come over if they need to and come over to Canada. But then I was wondering, like, why people go to, why people go to Mexico to have abortions. I didn't know that. Before d- they, that's what they were doing. I heard. Oh well, I did not know that. Uh, Carol says absolutely. She supports what we're saying. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Carol. We support you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so you know, this is. I just feel really bad for people who might be having anxiety, because. The government has reached so far into their life as to make determinations about what happens with their own body, and that's not cool. And uh, we want you to know that we, you know, we're here. We support you. We want you to feel like you have a place to share and mm-hmm. and feel like you're heard too. And I'm sure there's a lot of spaces where that's already happening, mm-hmm. but uh, we just want you to know this is another place for that. Okay, this is a show about helping people and giving people a place just to speak their mind too, yeah. to kind of vent. This should be a show about venting. In fact. We should change the slogan back there, you know, venting, venting, and venting. 
It says <laughs> shared wisdom, education, and empowerment. Sounds very cool. Maybe it sounds lame. Maybe that. Maybe today, like everything's empowered. It's kind of been overused. Maybe people mm-hmm. see that word and they're like, you know what? This show's stupid. Maybe this show's just like a, a virtue signaling show, and oh, we're not we're not trying to do any of that. So the truth is, get to know us. If you guys are watching this in the Facebook or on YouTube, um, even in the replay, I would would love for you to give like one or two or three words that you think when you watch this, like what you come to it for or what you get out of it. And then maybe we'll use yours to like change up that tagline. It's my good looks. So yeah, it's probably pretty good. It is. Yes, he's so handsome. Isn't he? Look at him. If you're listening to this in the podcast version, go on over to First Day Pod on Facebook or YouTube. YouTube.com slash First Day Pod. Yeah. We earned that address. Come on. We did. Yay. Thank you so much, you guys. That's from you guys. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, by the way, since we're saying it now. Yes, please. That'd be wonderful. Yes, please. This one's falling behind my other shows. I feel bad. Okay. Well, we'll get on it. Well, it's not a competition either. It's just about... Now, this show is the most but important of the shows I do. Yes, this is important. Why? Because these conversations need to be having. Need to be had. Why? Because nobody's having them. Every time that people come on the show, well, not nobody. People are having them, but every time that people come on the show, we, you know, we go off and then we talk for like a few minutes, and everybody feels good that they were able to share their story and. I would say 90% of the people that that shared their story, they all say the same thing at the end. I hope that my story at least helps one person that heard it. Like that's, and I think that's beautiful. And we've had, what, 97 shows or something like that. So almost 100 people. If one person was helped by every show, it's 100 people that have been helped by this show. And I'd like to believe that a lot of people have gotten out of each episode so that's it so that's that's why this is important and and um so share it with your friends i guess that's what i'm trying to say yay share it around come on you know word of mouth is how people really hear about things we don't have much of a marketing budget do we i don't have much of a marketing know-how even though i went to school for it i still i don't that's not true come on yeah, anyway, so... She's being um, hard on herself. Okay, no, it doesn't matter. So, in um, the other thing, if you guys are watching this right now, we see eyeballs, but unfortunately, we can't see who you are unless you, like, come on. So, we would love for you just to say hi so we know who's watching with us. You always want to know, don't you? I do. <laughs> she just got to know. She's so nosy. Because I feel like they're in our living room, and they're just, like, in the corner, and I'm just like, why can't I see them? They're, like, behind the curtain. Come here. Come on in and, like, sit on the couch with us. So... <laughs> Anyway, you can we stay welcome. there. You don't She's have very to. welcoming. It's true. So, but if you want to be anonymous, that's fine. That's keep, okay too. Keep a low profile and just kind of lurk around. That's okay. A fly on the wall, as they say. Yes. Or a wallflower. Or a butterfly hovering around the room. I don't know. I have a thing with butterflies. I just like. Oh, you know, I heard something really good the okay. other day. Uh, if you forget something, and you know, sometimes you forget things. Like you're talking about something, and like, oh, what were we talking about? Yeah. Right. We say that. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. And then. What you can say is, don't worry, like a butterfly, it'll come back to us. <gasps> oh my gosh, I love that. When it's time. Yeah, I heard that on the uh, uh, podcast recently. So. Ooh, I love that so much. Look at this. From Grand Cayman. Well, hello, Carol. Wow. That that's is, cool. That's super cool. Yeah. It must be beautiful right now. Although hurricane season's uh, kicking off, Carol, right? And June is... Oh, man. Are you uh, leaving for hurricane season? Are you going to hang out down there? Because I know that... Uh, 
seems to be every year hurricane season is getting worse and worse. But oh my gosh, Carol, we should come visit you. Yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> I should just invite um, myself to everybody's home. Yeah, outside of here. But everything that you're talking about, you know, if you forget about it, like if you, it was also like a a metaphor about life and trying to get things. Like if you're trying to accomplish something, and, uh, or if you're trying to force something in your life, just like let it go. Yes. And it'll come back to you if it's like a butterfly eventually. Oh my gosh. I if you try to catch something, like there was another example of an animal or a bug that if you try to catch a butterfly, you'll never catch it. Yes. That's what it is. But if you just let the butterfly come to you, then it comes to you. Oh my so. gosh. I love that. Do you know what I thought you were going to say? Um, I was, when I was at that leadership retreat earlier in January, um, you know how I'm always like squirrel and like, that's what I say. But um, one of the gals there, she was saying, um, she, she did that while she was talking, and then she goes, oh, sorry, I just butterflied off for a moment. I'm back now. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's way better than being like, squirrel. Yeah. Oh, she's there till January. Oh, well, that's awesome. Wish you well, Carol. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yes. I'm not trying to make things scary for you at all. Uh, oh, Carol loves that, too. All right, cool. Yay. That's, that's so fun. cool. That's something we can all agree on. Yes. Yeah, so it's important that, uh, you know, you want to have ambition, or do you want to have a mission? I don't know. Maybe you just want to live a life where you float around like a butterfly and whatever happens next is what happens next. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Who am I to tell you how to live? Who are we to tell anyone how to live? Right. Should we? No. I thought that's, that's what the show is about, telling people how to live. Yes. Here are the guidelines, and this is exactly what you actually should be doing. You better do what we say. And then we will also judge you based mm. on whether or not you do it. Yeah. Um, and then we will talk about you behind your back. Is that oh. what it is? Is that what this whole show is all about? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we're funny. Are we funny? <laughs> no, we're kind of funny. Uh, yeah, so, boy, anything else on your mind? No. 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 Really. <laughs> not really. I'm just super excited that Carol's here. And um, I'm happy to be back that we're doing this again. And um, every time that we do the show, I just absolutely love it. Um, and we just, we weren't sure what we wanted because we were gone for a couple weeks. We kept thinking like, what are we going to be talking about this week? Like, what is our topic? And Mike was like, let's just, you know, life, life happens. So it does. Um, so let's just talk about that. So that's what we did. I yeah. love it. I feel like we did that. No, that's what I mean. Like, that's what we said. No, I know. I'm with you. I support you. You're a good person. I love you. Uh, I, too. I have a friend who reached out. He listened to a show that uh, Josh, my brother, was on. That was about six weeks ago, maybe two months. And he said it really helped him because he had a similar experience with a person in his own life. So that is really awesome. where the bread and butter comes from. That's where... We make our money, which we don't make any money from the show, just for to be clear. But I'm saying that's what brings the cows home. That's how the cookie crumbles. All I know is that those things are supposed to tell you that the reasons why we do the show. And someone reaches out and says, hey, I was listening to your show when your brother was on. And it was really helpful for my own experience with my own family member. And that is cool. Yeah, that, It's cool because somebody else out there who understands your experience and if it seems like they don't if you're walking through this life and you're like man nobody gets it's what's me. going on i wish i could relate to someone or they could at least give me some uh, pointers uh, or even some normalization of behaviors with certain uh, routines based on disorders whether it's mental health a physical ailment 
or just eccentric people, which is what they used to say about people who were probably mentally ill. They used to be called eccentric. As long as they didn't hurt anybody, but they could, like, you know, run around and, I don't know, do weird eccentric stuff. It was, you know, we're still way behind on trying to help people Mm -hmm. and having proper care. I mean, if you go around the United States right now, it's very sad. There's people who end up in jails and they're sick and they don't need to be in jail. They need to be in the care of professionals who are not chastising them, but are allowing them to understand what's going on with their own minds and their own bodies. So therefore they can have an understanding of what's really happening to them, not being called a criminal. There's too many people in the United States who are they're locked up. Because of confusion or because of they just, you know, are we to be the people that say you don't fit in the society because you have a mental illness or is it our society itself? You know, we're always saying, well, this person's sick because they're not fitting into the society that we have created here in the United States. I've been saying more and more, what if it's the other way around? What if the society's all messed up and we've got it backwards and the way we do things in this country is leading to more and more people becoming ill because we focus on the wrong things. You know, it's all about uh, making as much money as possible and moving forward and up the ladder and go, 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 go. Ambition, ambition, capitalism, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like push the envelope, be the best you can be. A lot of individuality, even worse, I think, than all that other things I said before this. The individuality that is so uh, desired and lusted after the United States instead of cohesion within a group, you know, like, hey, let's collaborate together. We can all do this together and make something special happen as opposed to me. I'm the leader. I will get it done and you will follow me. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. You know, like, I really think that hurts people. It hurts a lot of people because it isolates people who feel maybe they're not like a leader. Maybe they just want to be a part of a team and or maybe they fit into the plan of life in the United States differently. And then the more they feel ostracized because they don't seem typical, the more uh, disenchanted, more disconnected, they start to dissociate and then they start to not know what's real and what's not real or they just become confused. And next thing you know, they're kind of ostracized as well. And then, uh, you know, they get picked up for some loitering or some stupid ass crime that's not that big a deal or And next thing you know, there's nobody to bail them out because they're sick of dealing with that person, all their family members and all the people around this person that used to support them. Oh, we're sick of this person. We just, we need a break. Okay. And then they're stuck in the system, in a legal system. And then they get spit out. You know, I said this on another podcast I do called, Is It Safe? It's a lot more radical show than this one. Uh, It's a little more vulgar. I'll just say that. But it's still very, very useful show. And we talk about a lot of important things. What I said on that show is that there is... Finally, an understanding for myself about how people become homeless. Mm -hmm. I got addicted to opioids, and that was the first time I understood, oh, this is how you become homeless. You're just obsessed with getting your next fix every single day, and that's all that matters. Nothing else matters. I lived it, so I I know it now. Mm -hmm. I know how it happens. And then everyone will just be like, you know, well, that guy's done. He's just, we can't get through to him. We just got to let him go. Next thing you know, you're on the streets, and you don't care about your hygiene. You don't care about yourself at all. All I care about is getting high. And uh, fortunately, I was able to get off of that stuff and be myself again, which I'm very grateful for. And that's all due to Suboxone, by the way, which is a maintenance medication that I take every day. 
and I'm very grateful for that. So if you have an opioid issue and you need help, you want to get off of them very badly, I 100% support Suboxone as a tool. I'm not a paid promoter of Suboxone. I'm just letting you know that, you know, look, I, I have energy. I can be me. And I'm on Suboxone, so that's a good thing. And I want people out there, if you see this or you know somebody who needs help with opioid addiction, substance use disorder, you know, reach out to me. You can, you know, firstdaypod at gmail.com or you can DM me on Twitter, MJ Govier. By the way, it's been saying MJ Govier down here the whole time, and I didn't oh, know. I didn't notice that. Sorry. It should say First Day Pod, but that is yeah. also my Twitter handle. That's okay. Hey, it happens. You'll still find them. But yeah. but then the second track. But wait, okay. Remember the second track. I just want to say something. If this is your first time listening to this and you haven't heard Mike's story or you haven't heard a lot of the addiction stories that are out there, um, one of the things that I learned, which so the whole thing about the drug addiction is for for the most part, is once you get past this certain point, you're not even looking for the high. You're looking to stay high so you don't go through the withdrawal because the withdrawal is hell and so you're not even looking for the high or the i just don't want to be part of this world or whatever you think people are doing drugs for it's actually they don't want to go through where they feel like they are literally going to die and so that's the point that they get to um and i never understood that until i was with mike and he's explained this to me I didn't understand it. So I was just like, can't you just get to a point that you just don't want to always be high? Like that you can just like love life. And it's not. It's like you'll do anything just like when you have the flu. You will do anything to get out of that. But in your head, you know, in three to four days, you'll be okay. So you just muster through it. It's not like that with addiction. And so when they have to go through that withdrawal, and especially if they have gone through withdrawal before, then they know what that hell is like and they never want to get to that again. And so I just wanted to make that little caveat in case you've never heard that before because you'll look at drug addiction very differently if you understand that part of it. And maybe it's not that way for everybody. Maybe people are looking for the high and that's okay. But um, that part of it, that's what gets people into the homeless situation and into the, the desperateness of addiction. So I just wanted to say that. So anyway, you can go to the next part two of homelessness. for you. Good job. I'm impressed. She's really catching on. You are. She's been listening, and I'm really grateful for that. So then the second track for why people end up homeless in the United States of America is when somebody has a mental illness and everybody is just like, well, there's nothing else we can do here. We tried everything. We're exhausted. Uh, it becomes so frustrating to try to deal with the person that people abandon their loved ones they do eventually but they don't see it that way and they, you know they'll tell you that hey we tried so hard and a lot of people have tried people may have spent years trying to support this person house this person and maybe it became so desperate that the person got arrested or they just got they just got booted and they ran out of money after they ran out of money and then they started walking the streets next thing you know they are homeless in the united states it's acceptable for there to be homeless people, and we just ex we just allow that to happen. Like, oh yeah, that's a homeless person. That's what we do around here. That's normal. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not solving homelessness either. I'm not I'm no better than anybody else. I mean, I'm I'm a part of the system. I am no better than you. I'm just as bad as anybody else. I walk by it. And I see someone like, oh hey, that's a homeless person, and I go about my day. So I am not talking down to anyone here. I'm just 
reminding and allowing people to see the picture here. I'm just trying to paint the picture of how this happens. And when mental illness happens and there's no other assistance left, they might get arrested for a crime, uh, a petty crime, and then they'll get booted from there or they'll get stuck in that system because no one will ever bail them out. And eventually they just get pushed out on the streets. So mental illness and drug addiction, those are two of the biggest reasons why people, unfortunately, in the United States, they end up on the streets living in tents, living in boxes, you know, being treated as, I mean, they're not even citizens. They're, they're not even human beings to a lot of people, unfortunately. And it's awful. It's totally bogus, but I'm not solving it either. So I don't, I mean, me and Leanne have talked about this a lot. We've talked about, because Leanne's like, what can we do? We got to be able to do something. I'm like, what are you tangibly going to do? This is a systemic thing. This, you can help an individual. And we have, I mean, you know, we, we did something around Christmas there and she tried to help this guy out. We saw one day and that was very nice of her. And she did the best she could with that one person. But then there's, you know, a million more. I don't, there's probably literally millions of homeless people. I don't know the exact numbers now, but I wouldn't be surprised, mm -hmm. especially these days more than ever. And that's how it happens. And I don't know how to fix it, except creating a complete restructure of how, our culture and society work in the United States. And that'll take some work and that would take a lot of agreement and compromise. And we just don't see a lot of that right now. But here we do, right? Mm -hmm. We like to compromise. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Um, that actually, my when I was talking about the whole thing about the addiction and, and why people are in it, um, that you can think about the next time that you see somebody when you're going into the restaurant and you are walking up the block and you see that person and you say, well, I'm not going to give them money because I know what they're going to use it for. And so I'm going to, when I go and I'll just bring them food. So that's nice. I think it's wonderful that at least you're not walking by and not engaging, um, that you're at least going to give them food. But I want you to consider that if you do have the money to give, that at least helps that one person that one day find a little bit. And I have the majority of people that I have given money to, and this is not, again, like whatever, this is just my opinion. The majority of the people that I have given money to, and I don't mean throw money like they're just like, you know, have respect for that human being and say, hey man, how are you doing? Wait for his answer and or her answer and say, hey, I hope this can help. And just give money and let them take it out of your hand. Don't throw it at them. Like, that I can't stand. So give it to them. I will tell you, 90% of the time, you will see it in their eye how grateful they are for you seeing them. Just seeing them. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar. It doesn't matter if it's anything. Just being noticed by somebody means so much to them. So um, I just kind of want to that out there too because it's Mike's right like you we're just not even looking at them like they're humans and um, so anyway so that's it so I would just say do that you know ask their name you know say hello ask them how they're doing take like 30 seconds out of your time and um, it could really it could change somebody that day or that moment and it's worth it I think good job honey well said what? It's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. She doesn't. You don't like that? I just think it's funny when you're just like, "Good job!" It's like, 
Oh, yay. What? You did a good job. <laughs> anyway, so so that's that. Okay, continue. She did a good job. Okay. Uh, well, that's it. That's pretty much the show for today. I would like to thank Leanne Hello for coming on as my guest. You've been a wonderful guest today. Thank you. She's not a guest. She's the host, just like me. <laughs> I'm just being silly. You know, I want to have a joke before we go. It's okay to laugh, even though there's a lot of pain and heartache in the world. We still have a sense of humor. We got to laugh. Laughter is so crucial. So important to being healthy. Yes. Sounds really lame and simple, but it's true. Absolutely. Have a good laugh. You'll feel better. It's impossible not to feel better yeah. when you're laughing. So. Your brain literally, it's encased in darkness. Your brain never sees the light of day. Oh. So. I wish it got out more. It, it really does. But so your brain actually doesn't know if you're smiling and you're laughing because something joyful is happening or just because you're doing it. So then it will release the endorphins and the different chemicals in your brain. Uh, I mean, unless, unless there's something that's blocking it and you have an actual issue with your brain and it's not functioning. But in general, it's very difficult to smile and laugh and in that specific moment to also feel pain and sorrow. In that moment, you can immediately go back to the, to the rest of it, but in that one split second moment when you're smiling and you are laughing your brain doesn't know and so it will start pushing those chemicals so it, it is helpful yay okay don't forget firstdaypod at gmail.com email us you can follow us on twitter we're on facebook we're all over the place instagram firstdaypod on youtube youtube.com slash firstdaypod and of course the book club monday nights right yes yeah please can, join us yeah we can send you the zoom link all you gotta do is reach out to us We've had people that we've met exclusively through the show or random people who found out about it. Yeah. It's not a place where you will be judged or yeah. you're meant to feel awkward. If you want to participate, you can. If you just want to listen, that's fine too. Take it at your own leisure. Yeah. Carol, we'd love for you to join us. And I want to let you guys know, so we are doing this book super slow. Uh, so we will be doing it probably for the next two plus months. And we have a free PDF version of it. So you don't even have to buy the book if you don't want to. Um, you might want to, so you can highlight and do all the things. But um, we have a free PDF version for you. So it's completely free for you to enjoy for the next couple months. So Okay. That's it. Well, Carol says she would like that. Yay. Okay, right. wonderful. We'll get you the Zoom link. Yeah. Hit us up on the Facebook page or firstdaypodatgmail.com. For Leanne, I'm Michael. This is the end of this week's edition of the First Day Pod, and we wish you all a wonderful, healthy day. <laughs>